Good day, my Telos podcast friends. It's good to see you today. What a rad show. This was very fun. This is one I've been looking forward to because if you're like me, you've wondered what's going on with Telos marketing. What's going on? What's the story behind this little price bump we've had? Also, what's in the future? What's the plan? Because it seems there's things going on, but how do you find out? Well, what you do is you interview the marketing team and the people who have a worker proposal pushing marketing forward for Telos. So that's what I got to do today. CJ Anders and Katie Roman from the famous Roman and Anders team. And they just had some really killer insights. And I think that you will be hopefully excited as I was. And now I know some cool stuff and you soon will too about what's up with Telos Marketing. So really fun show. We get into all kinds of interesting things. Um, This show today, by the way, this is a worker proposal. So that's awesome. Thank you, worker proposal, work proposal uh, system. And also this is sponsored by Hybrid.Games. The sound engineer, Scott, is freaking awesome. And he's also a rad dev and Hybrid.Games is his project that is off the hook. So check it out. That's what's up. So today, let's get into the podcast. That's enough. CJ Anders, Katie Roman, Tell Us Podcast. You're here because you know something. What do you know you can't explain? The Talos Podcast. You stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Good to see you today, my Telos Podcast friends. We have CJ Anders, the one and only, and Katie Roman. Welcome to the Telos Podcast. Hi, thank you. Hi, thank you. I have my two-year-old with me, everyone. Sorry about that. Hunter is the new Telos mascot, so he's he's welcoming the the goings-on. What do do you think the most interesting thing that's happening with uh, Telos right now is? All right, I'll go, because Hunter probably doesn't want to. I think that the, probably the most interesting or exciting thing that's happening right now is stuff we can't quite talk about yet, but, but, we're, um, but I would say that um, seeing what's happening with uh, Rex staking, I, didn't, I had no idea what to expect, and I was um, really um, impressed with how many, uh, how many tokens, how quickly so many tokens were um, were staked to Rex. I think it's, I looked earlier today, I think it's like 45 million tokens, which um, for perspective, I think the total token supply is like 355 million, um, which is, which is includes the 140 million that have been like were put away for, um, for the, the, uh, what do you call it? Um, exchanges so (laughs) yeah so that's that's a lot of that's a lot of tokens that have been staked and that's that's pretty exciting um the uh it's been very it's been very interesting i i really i mean i i really had no idea what was going to happen with the ted p or how it was gonna i mean nobody knew really we were all super optimistic and hopeful that it would that it would do something good and that we would have results like we're having um i was excited at least to be able to stake my tokens to Rex and start earning more, um, and and that's been that's been really fun to watch and see. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, 
Yeah, yeah the, the UX on the Rex is surprising as well. It's so, so beautiful. It's so easy to use because when I was, I remember staking to Rex on the EOS main chain and I staked my tokens there and um, it was just complicated and, and kind of tough to do. And I was definitely expecting that to happen when I popped into Telos and then it was the, just the names made more sense. It was, it was you know, to put them somewhere to be able to lend them and then to lend them or however it's worded was like, Oh, that makes sense. I don't have to go yeah. through tutorial videos. It's just a couple of clicks <laughs> and it happens. And that was so pleasantly surprising. Uh, so did you use squirrel wallet or what did you use? Squirrel wallet. Yeah. What a yeah. killer wallet. So cool. And the other thing I love about squirrel wallet is the local password for my computer so that I can just pop on and put in, you know, a, a pretty good password and just get into my account and without having to go through a bunch of hoops. That's, that's that, the UX for that is, is awesome too. I love it. Yeah. So many good things about squirrel. I love it. And, um, and I actually, I thought I'm just going to try cause I never staked, uh, to Rex on EOS. Well, actually I did a little bit, but I think I, I, I didn't do it until Nudex was doing their thing. And I, I did it for a little while and I was like, I don't know. I, I barely made any, any, anything. So after a couple of months and I just undid it, but, but I just went on to the scroll wallet, opened it up, clicked in there and was like, to see if I could figure out how to do it without like watching or I had never done it before. Cause with Nudex, it's, it was just steak and you're done. But, um, yeah, it was really, um, I actually was successful. Like, <laughs> first try. So. That's, ran, that's hard to do in blockchain world. Success <laughs> on the first try is almost unheard of. So I know, unless anybody think that the books behind me are mine <laughs> and that I should know how to do that, they're not. <laughs> I know. It looks like you are, you're a very yeah, well-developed developer or something, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> Definitely uh, not me. <laughs> uh, the, and the rewards on Rex were surprising also my plan was kind of or my approach was going to be to stake for the first short period and then probably get whatever larger rewards there were in the center and stop staking uh so that i could have liquid funds depending on what happened because i expected kind of the price to go up before rex and then people everyone to unstake their tokens but it is there there's a community there that's actually actually believes in their token staking their tokens because they're trying to push this thing forward and so that's the big indicator that Rex has given also is people are locking their tokens up and leaving them there. They believe in the, what's going on with Telos. So that's a cool sign also. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's, that's been one of the, one of the exciting things for me is to see just people putting their money where their mouth is and, and believing in, in Telos. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting because when you're in marketing and you, um, I've, I've been in marketing for a long time and, and I, there have been um, there have been clients and projects that I've worked on that I just thought were like I, don't, I was going to say something but I won't because there's a little child listening um, <laughs> uh, that you don't really believe in projects that you just like this is I'm putting lipstick on a pig and I don't want to be a part of this and um, and I don't feel that way at all with Tello so it's it's one of those things where I just I really believe in it. So it's easy to um, kind of buy in and be a part of it. And uh, so it's, it's exciting to see other people doing the same. 
Yeah, you mentioned the, the numbers earlier. You said there's 140 million in exchanges and I think 35 million staked. Is that what you said? It could be. It could be. I could be just, you know, making that up. I, I think I heard that um, or read it somewhere that there was approximately 140 million tokens that were um, reserved for okay. exchanges. And then when exchanges didn't want to, um, I don't know how to say it, they didn't want to um, comply with the stringent requirements for claiming tokens for their, for their um, clients or token holders, um, they just sat there. And um, it wasn't for lack of trying to contact those, those exchanges and because the Telus Foundation definitely did that. But, um, but they, they um, so the community then came up with this idea to re redo the, um, repurpose those tokens. And, um, and that's where the TEDP came in. So okay. of those 140 million tokens, they're not all circulating now because only a, a small amount is gonna be released every month. Um, I mean, I think they're actually released daily, but I'm not positive on how that code works. Yeah, the, the, do you want to give an update on the, the Telos Economic Development Plan and where that's at and, and what's kind of going on? Or well, I think, it's, I, think it's, I think it's really live, and I, I didn't really do much research on this um, to, to speak to it beforehand, but um, I think that there's approximately a million tokens per month that are um, being funneled into work proposal system. And then... I think a million are, are designated for um, the Telos Foundation and um, and their initiatives, and then and then I'm not sure what the percentages or how it works for the block producers, but I think it's a set number of tokens for um, increasing block producer pay uh, for both the actives and the standbys. Pretty comprehensive, and so far we haven't seen like a huge flood of tokens into the market. In fact, the, I think. Can we talk about price? Price has gone up. I think we can talk about price. That's actually something <laughs> that I, I mentioned. One of my one of the things that I appreciate about Telos is people just talk about the price. <laughs> They're just because there's not like you know with with uh, if if there's some company that kind of owns the software or something like you know like Block One, they have to be so cautious. But with uh, you know it's something that's just out in the ether and. You know, I wouldn't make any promises about the price, but but, you know, but yeah, the price did go up. Yeah, it's 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 cool to see you know that 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 happening. I think Telos cracked the top hundred. I saw too, so that's really yeah. I think exciting. I saw that yesterday. I think it was like in the seventies. Mm -hmm. That's that's fantastic. I can't so, make any promises, <laughs> <laughs> but it's but it's promising. No promises, but it's promising, huh? Yeah, it looks good. Um. So you and Katie do marketing and were, were you funded through a worker proposal or the um, Telos Foundation or, and, and what are you guys up to? Do you want me to grab this? Katie, do you want to? Uh, sure, I'll chime in. Um, we're funded through a worker proposal. We actually have one uh, that's live now for one cycle, one cycle being 30 days. And um, so we're waiting to see the results on that. Uh, but we had completed a cycle a little over a month ago uh, that was a three cycles, so three months of work. And in our original request, we asked to work in conjunction with the Telos Foundation um, because CJ felt really strongly that if we couldn't 
if we couldn't work with the foundation, just the marketing would be, wouldn't work at least the plans that we had for marketing. Um, so the, it got voted in the foundation was like, okay, the community voted for this. So we're going to honor that. And we're going to work with these two women to, um, kind of promote the, the network. And so that's where we are currently with that. Cool. And you said that, uh, you, uh, you wanted to work with the foundation. Is that so everyone's on the same page as, is you were putting together a bigger scope marketing plan and you wanted to be on the same page or what's, what was the, what's the benefit of working with the foundation? Um, the, well, the TELUS Foundation um, was was um, was created by the TELUS Launch Group for the purpose of of promoting the network and um, helping to grow the network. And so it's it's a unique organization. It's decentralized, um, and it's it's owned. It's really not owned by anyone. So, um, but it is funded, which is really super cool. Um, the the challenge um, from the standpoint, and I, I mean, I, I, I wrote, recently wrote an article about this, um, about, about decentralized marketing and, and how, how difficult it is. And it's really not, at least to my knowledge, um, is not something that anybody ever like undertakes because why would you? Like most corporations and businesses are owned by, you know, specific small group of people. They create the the, the purpose and the goals and everything else. But it's, it's different when you have a, a blockchain like us and so many, so many contributors. So, um, so we, we thought that the, really the best thing to do would be to work with the TELUS Foundation as a way to, um, because they're the, only the orga- they're the only organization that's actually like their whole purpose is, is this, is to promote and, and build the network. And so, um, having worked with many of the people that were on the board, um, as in the Telus launch group and in, in the marketing on the marketing team, um, before launch, um, I felt like it was really, um, the only way, at least for me to approach this, um, is to offer, offer our skills and help facilitate the mission of the Telus foundation. So, um, we approached them before we did our worker proposal and, and said, Hey, is this something that you guys would, would want? And, um, and we had actually, they, they actually hired us. Um, they, you know, they, they were funds and the token price is pretty low. So their funds were very limited. And, um, but they did, they did hire us for the first four weeks because they didn't want to wait. Um, they didn't want to wait for our worker proposal. They were hoping that our worker proposal would go through and it did. And, um, and that um, we could get started sooner rather than later. So we actually got, got a head start on our, on our worker proposal by working with the foundation for a month before that. And, um, and uh, so it's been, it's been actually a really good uh, collaborative effort. I'd like to point out that, uh, before Telos launched, when it was just the launch group, CJ was the marketing chair in the okay. launch group. And then she stepped away because she was like, oh, I, she really believes in like decentralization. She's like, I just think we should let the chain fly. But after like uh, a few months, it Telos is doing great. But she was like, actually, I want to help again because I think the token price could be higher if they did X, Y, and Z. <laughs> 
Well, and, well, good and, job. I mean, and in all transparency, I did, I, I had a, a job offer um, with, with EOS Alliance. And, um, and I went to work for them for a few months. And, um, and that there's different things that changed inside the structure of ES Alliance as far as them turning it into a DAO. And, um, and so at that point in time, um, the sort of the initiatives that, that I was working on with, with the EOS Alliance um, completely uh, just were paused until, until they had finished working out their structure. So, um, so I was, I was looking for, for something, something new and, um, never like fully stepped away from Talos, but was actually working, um, full time elsewhere. So I was, I was pretty busy. And what are you working on now for marketing Telos? Or maybe let's cover what you've already done as far as the marketing for Telos. Primarily working with with the TELUS Foundation, we put in over um, 700 hours or right around 700 hours in over three months um, worked on building education resources, including updating the TELUS Foundation website content. Um, we built out the TELUSnetwork.io website. Um, we put together a, like a master pitch deck for um, to be used in in all kinds of ways, but um, and it's and that's shared with the, with anyone who needs it. We hear somebody needs a deck, and we are like, here you go. Um, so we also built out um, a content calendar and a roadmap for creating information for future stakeholders, um, media contacts. Um, uh, we work to establish some paid partnerships uh, for the Telus Foundation. Um, what else? Um, oh, there was identifying like target um, applications for trying to recruit them to Telos. Um, we created a developer-focused content and resources, and um, we also did like kind of ad hoc things like creating resources for the Blockchain Expo in um, Europe or Amsterdam, and. Um, as well as doing um, other slide deck development, writing articles, press releases, um, graphics design, stuff like that. So a lot wow. of a lot of different stuff. <laughs> everything, <laughs> everything. And did you have to do with the Telos YouTube site that has all the uh, kind of matching um, videos and like tutorials and things like that? Um, what was that? Did that have to do with your team? So most of that stuff, that content was built um, actually prior to our worker proposal. Um, like actually, I think prior to launch. Um, then that meant most of that was built out by, um, I think, by the Good Block team. So, yeah, that was, that's, I mean, it all fits together so nicely, the things that you're doing and the, the things that the, that work the Good Block team put in. Um, even though it's decentralized, it feels like it's, it, has this cohesive feel to it, which is, which is, I, I would imagine that's really tough to do this decentralized, but still kind of branding it as one thing is, and you wrote a paper about that. I'm, I saw, I yeah. read that. So I'm kind of stealing your, your thought there, which is super cool. But decentralized branding is, is quite a, quite a task. It's really, it's really kind of nuts. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, when, and, and we experienced, this prior to launch and it's still it's still an ongoing thing I think it's actually really getting better as time has gone on um, 
I think that people are finding their kind of their grooves and their niches about where they fit and what they can contribute and how it can come together. And, um, and, and we have, I have personally feel like I've like when I've reached out to someone for something like, Hey, you have this skill or this or that. Can you, can you contribute? And, um, people are like, absolutely. Yeah. I'll write on it. And, um, and we try to encourage people to, um, to you know if somebody you know someone approaches them and says hey can you do this we try to encourage people to actually say yeah but you need to pay me because um i'm not one just i just don't believe that people should work for free Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um and i don't have i don't have the kind of skills for um i don't have technical skills i'm not a programmer i can you know i can do some html stuff in a pinch um but i don't have any you know I don't have any of those technical skills, but, um, but, but I think that everybody should get paid for the work that they do and, and for the contributions that make. So we encourage people to do like what you're doing, you know, with, with, um, you have, you have skills, you can do this and you do a really good job. So you should, you should be earning for that. And, and, and it adds value to the, to the network. So it's, um, it's positive. And, um, but from a decentralized standpoint, we have all these people that can do different things. Um, but it really takes, um, it takes some massive amounts of coordination and, and a willingness for people to go, okay, I'm going to let that part be that person's. And, and then you just hope that people deliver because there's no like recourse. <laughs> like you can't get fired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can. We can get fired by the community. They can just like be like, we're not gonna pay you anymore. And mm-hmm. I feel like this the worker proposal system, or we call it a Sujin, I've been calling it now the work proposal system, it's just a testament to how successful it is. I mean, we have, you know, your proposal, our proposal, the Venezuela proposal, um, I don't want to mess up his name, but Chioki, all these marketing initiatives that I think have, I mean, you can see in the growing community and the price have added value to the chain. And and that's just on the marketing. It has been cool to see the other parts of the of the community develop and kind of and, and pop into adding value. Um, with it it's easy, there's there's more of a quantifiable way to kind of pay a developer to complete this task. But with something like marketing, what your team is doing. There's not necessarily, it's, there's still measurables, but it's not as measurable. There's a lot of intangibles that go in and there's all these little pieces of the ecosystem and the work proposal system. It enables those little intangibles and this big ecosystem to come together. And it's, it's been working really nicely. I mean, really naturally. Um, so it's been cool to see. What do you think the, what do you think the hardest hurdle to overcome when you talk about decentralized branding would be? I would say the biggest hurdle has been um, has been the uh, I, I've referred to it many times as like herding cats. Um, it's just trying to get um, get people coordinated and um, and divvy up divvy up the workload. So it's um, it's gotten a lot better over over the course of the last few months. It's really it's really changed quite drastically because. At a, there's a point in time when when the Telus Foundation came in, we came in and we we presented this, and they were like, "Yeah, let's do it." And then, and then it was like, "Well, wait a minute, who's in charge?" And and no one's in charge. 
So it makes it really hard when you have, you know, 12 or 15 people who are working on something and nobody, nobody's in charge and nobody wants to be in charge. And so you have, like, nobody wants anyone else to be in charge. Mm -hmm. So you have these kind of, I wouldn't even say power struggles because it's, it's really not like that. It's more of a, um, of a, how do we keep this decentralized? And, um, and I've, I've probably said it a half a dozen times. Not everything needs to be decentralized, but, um, but from a kind of from a, a regulatory or legal standpoint, I think it's, it's a really good practice for us to keep things decentralized as much as we can, as far as the TELUS Foundation is concerned and the network is concerned. Um, so it's been, it's, I think that the hardest thing has been just coordinating. Um, but we have, I think we've kind of found our groove and, um, and it's been really productive, especially the last two months. Um, and we're not even, I mean, we're still working. We're, <laughs> mm-hmm. And I say, don't work without getting paid, but, but we're still working. Um, we, don't want, we don't want the momentum that we've, we created in the first three months or four months to, to go away. So we've continued to, um, continue to meet every, every week and engage in conversations and create content. So um, one of the things that we, we, we built out in, at the end of our before the end of our last proposal was the telusnetwork.io website. Um, and, and that was the thing that sparked the questions. Are you guys rebranding Telos? And, you know, what's with that logo? And, and I, that was what sparked that, um, that article that I wrote about decentralized branding is that no, um, no, we're not. But, um, and, and there's a reason why it doesn't look like it is the Telos Foundation. It's because it's not the Telos Foundation. It's us. We created this. This is our, this is our design. These are our, this is what we think is a really good representation of Telos to certain, certain markets. And so that's what we built. And um, we've continued to build out content for that site over the last um, few weeks. So, and that's, that's going to be ongoing. We really want to see that be a, um, a fantastic, informative site that has great content, not just for Telos, but always, always folk, Telos-centric, but also really informative about what blockchain can do um, for businesses and why, um, why it matters. So um, that content um, building out is, is ongoing. And I mean, if you check the website every, you know, every, you know, week, there's probably going to be new pages. (laughs) And what is the, so the, what's the feel that you're going for with, uh, with the Telos or who are you targeting with that, um, the website? Well, um, professionals, uh, professional businesses that are interested in, um, but really anybody, like one of the things we really want to focus on is making sure that it's optimized um, for, for SEO. So when someone says, why do I need blockchain for my business? They're going to get a hit on our website and it's going to tell them why. And it's going to, um, it's going to point them at the best blockchain out there. Just tell oh. us. <laughs> okay. I didn't realize that, that that's actually, uh, people talk about, or within Telos, people talk about, we need to reach out to the greater blockchain community. We need to bring people from outside EOSIO. And it sounds like that's one of the strategies is to have a, when people are searching, how do I integrate blockchain into my company?
that's what that site is part of what that site's for. It sounds part like. of it. Yeah. So, uh, and it just takes time to build this out, but one of our strategies is to build out content that, um, that provides use cases and scenarios and information about how blockchain can affect different things like real estate or, um, just about, we, I mean, we have a huge list <laughs> of, yeah. of, possible applications where people can if someone's you know searched blockchain and real estate it would be it would be an an, an art there would be an article for them to read about why and how how that can affect that and what that does is it just it just brings people in and it makes them it gives them an opportunity to learn about telos from from outside of this ecosystem because you know this is the eosio uh, ecosystem is is a little group of people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a drop in the ocean. <laughs> a drop in the ocean, and um, since we've built the site, it's uh, been live for about two months now, and we've gotten two actual real leads um, that that we can't really speak about uh, that the foundation is pursuing because of um, that traffic coming to the site. Two leads for applications that already exist that may want to come to Telos um, without revealing too much, but it's just an example of when you have the right content on the right design, um, you can attract the right people. And, and so that's what we were really interested in trying to do. That's, that's fantastic. Is it uh, established applications or, I mean, is it applications that are looking to add blockchain to their, an app that's already running or is it new? Oh, that's exciting. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, I'm really excited. I hope we can speak more freely about it soon, but it's early days. And <laughs> Okay. It's good to put secrets into the show. Then people, you know, it gives them something to hold on to. They have to come back, come back to the next episode with, uh, with Katie and CJ. Um, you mentioned uh, the, the, there's a lot of different logos out there. Is there in, in, there was a little bit of like people asking, are you rebranding? Is it, um, what's your kind of take on the, actual branding of telos do we need a coin a logo for the coin you said that the kind of the most used logo right now sounds like it's the telos foundation logo or what's that whole situation look like so um sorry i'm like doing all the talking <laughs> um so the 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 little orange logo that you see that's like the gradient logo um is is the one that that and I, I'm not actually certain who created it to begin with. Um, has been the has been this the sort of most adopted. It's not actually the Telus Foundation logo. The Telus Foundation okay. logo is a is a kind of kind of bare bones acorn that is pushing up under, like it's like a wave and it's pushing up under the ground. Um, but there is. Um, it's not a wave, it's the earth. Uh, cool. <laughs> but, um, it's an acorn that's about to turn into a little tree. <laughs> it's an acorn in the ocean. No. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's an acorn that's, that was a, is about to burst forth from the earth and to a tree. But, um, but when, we were, when we were looking at what we wanted to build out with, with Telos, and, um, and, and you'll see anything like Roman and Anders, we have a lot of like, um, we have like trees because because 
the telos or telus of an acorn is to become an oak tree. And the question is, what's yours? What's your, what's your purpose? What's your, what's your ultimate, you know, purpose? And, um, and it's not that, it's not that the acorn isn't, is, is bad because I think it's, I love it. I love the idea. I love, I love the kind of the imagery of that. Um, but telus is more than just a grassroots. It was when we started out, it was a grassroots um, effort built by like 120 people that came together across the world and worked for six months in a decentralized way building this and um super cool and i'm like really proud to be a part of it even though like i mean i was marketing and you know i wasn't building anything um uh the way that that the developers and the programmers were but um but it's it's more than that and what it offers um what it's going to offer the world is really pretty phenomenal. And um, right now we're working with, um, with the Telus Foundation and another, another group, uh, Decrypted, to, um, to kind of bring everything together and then come up with what is the messaging that we're, gonna, that we're going to put out to the world. So this is, this is a, it's a big deal. And, um, and I think that the Telus Foundation is the one that needs to spearhead that um, simply because they're the only one organization that was actually tasked with this from the beginning. So from a branding perspective, I, I expect that there's going to be some ideas coming forward pretty soon and that it's going to be, um, it's going to be pretty exciting and it's also going to be reflective of what, what TELUS has become. Cool. So we, maybe we're like, a, uh, we're like a seedling now or like a little you know, two-inch tall tree at this point, huh? Okay. Yeah, I like I like where we're going with that. That's cool. And you mentioned decrypted. What 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 is that project or who is that? Um, can you speak to that? Maybe? Yeah, sure. Um, I don't I don't think it's a secret, but um, <laughs> decrypted is a um, they do they do website builds and they do branding and marketing, really specializing uh-huh. in in messaging, right? And so. When the foundation decided that they we want to take Telos to the next level, because we're always trying to level up, you know that in the community, it's like we don't want to live under EOS's shadow forever. Um, they 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 committed a significant amount of funds to this professional group. They're the group that created the Everpedia website oh, cool. uh, and built Everpedia. They're the group that uh, created the EOS Forty Two website, which yeah. I don't know if you've been there, but it's pretty cool. It's so. Awesome, yeah. So they, they work in the broader blockchain world, but they're, you know, they're getting more into the ESO side of things. And, um, you know, it's as much as them choosing us as us choosing them. And when I say us, I mean Telos. So they believe in what Telos is doing and they wanted to help and, um, and, and the foundation wanted to work with them. Um, shout out to Suvi and Justin, who are the marketing chairs in the foundation who just took over three months ago. And I mean, I think we can all see how powerful they've been in those roles. They're like on Lord, like the applications and, and branding that's coming is amazing. And it's all because of them pretty much. And, but anyway, I digress, but yeah, so the decrypted team is going to work on a website that's going to be a hybrid of kind of what EOS authority brings to the table and what Everpedia brings to the table um, with the hopes of creating a really awesome website that's going to be a one-stop place for everything you need, uh, you need Telos for. So 
that's that's supposed to come out in November. Oh, that's well, that's exciting. We hope MVP. I mean, no promises. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that, that sounds so cool because, uh, there's, when you want to research something in blockchain, you have to go to basically you have to go to like Twitter. Like if I want to know, or this is what I think is like, if I want to know what happened within the last week on a chain, like say I'm researching Telos, I need the best place to go is just Twitter and see what they tweeted out and what stories they put on there. There's not most, um, blockchains don't have some area that you can go and find out what's new and what's actually happening right now. So that would be a huge resource. So hopefully that, um, I can't wait. That's cool. Very cool. Yeah. And I, I would say one of the strategies to that is, is that we are, we're actually working on, um, on creating, on creating, um, more than one location where people can go and, and, and get information. Um, so that it's, it's, it's not a centralized situation. The TELUS foundation is, they have their website, um, and that's, that's, there's some updates that are happening with that as well that we're working on with them. Um, and then, and then Telus Network is, is in, the intent is for, for all of these, these sites to be able to support one another and, um, and for people to be able to direct people to those different sites based on their, on the needs of the, of the person. So, um. And also uh, it's sort of flood Google with Telos information. Sorry, I had to put that in there. And you know how search works. It's like the more sites pointing to a topic, the better, the more legitimate. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Totally. Um, it's, it, there's been this, I think that people are starting to take notice of things like Telos and, and the, and give them more credit. And the, in some ways I think, think the problems that the main chain, the EOS had, uh, shed light on the reason that we need chains like Telos and Warbly and these other chains. And it's, it's funny also because um, Dan had mentioned so many times that there's going to be, this is just the software and the main chain isn't the only chain. There should be tons of chains. And he actually mentioned that he was hoping there would be 10 or 20 chains at launch. You know, he was hoping that it would kind of launch like this. And so uh, Telos has filled that role really nicely. I just think that people are starting to realize that there is going to be a lot of chains and they're going to be used for specific things. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's cool to see. I, I see Telos getting a foothold, it looks like, with applications and with getting ahead on marketing and getting enterprise software. So that seems like a I mean, a pretty giant niche to be, to be going into what, what's, what do you think the marketing focus is? Like where, where would you say that Telos niche lies? I would say that Telos isn't, isn't really a niche chain. Um, some people are like, well, it's a developer chain or it's, you know, this chain or that chain. And it's really, it's really actually capable of way more than a niche. Um, so what's interesting, like what, what we're, what we're seeing is, we're seeing all of these places. We see enterprise business. We see um, we see developers. We see applications. Um, we see uh, we we're even seeing things like um, like possible. Well, we we have our first um, stablecoin to an actual uh, crypto or to an actual currency, the South African 
Rand is is um, that has a stable coin on Telus. So uh, there's there's so many different play ways that we can go. So from a marketing standpoint, we're actually like we've we've kind of identified those those sort of three areas where we can we can reach people from a from a business standpoint, from an application standpoint, a developer standpoint, and also from from a user standpoint. And and there's so many different ways and there's so many different people that are involved in telus that are are trying to contribute and wanting to contribute and um and so we're involved in like like i said earlier there's some things that are in the works that we're super excited about things that are kind of near and dear to our hearts and um that we're getting you know ideas that that we've had and we've shared and now these things are getting built and um and and we're not talking about it really yet um but when it when it comes out it's going to be super cool and um and we're really really stoked about it i i hate ndas i just want to spin it up but um it's just to build on what cj said and it's something cj said when we were in one of our branding discovering calls is you know no one asks what's the brand of the internet the internet just is i think that's something cj said or something like yeah, that's that. a good point and we really see Telos as being one of the major chains that helps become the backbone of the Internet of Things. And um, I know the trend now is to call it, when you use blockchain, the Internet of Trusted Things. Mm -hmm. And I really think Telos is one of the first chains that sees that and gets that and says, we're not, we're not just one thing. We're the, we're the new Internet, basically. And it's, the new Internet's going to be made up of a ton of these chains and I truly believe we can, you know, take a huge market share from, you know, ISP uh, companies, legacy companies, and and do this thing. So um, there's some stuff that will lead, will reveal itself in a few months that will really illustrate that. But yeah, I thought that was brilliant when CJ said that on one of our calls when we were trying to figure out the messaging. It's like the internet's the internet, right? So. If Talos is the backbone of the new internet, the internet of value, the internet of trusted things, what is Talos? So we'll be revealing that in a few months. <laughs> That's fantastic. So the, so the niche talk is a little bit, uh, maybe a little bit overrated, it sounds like. And, and that's good to hear. I like, I like to think of uh, Talos thinking so big and, and going so big. That, that's killer. Yeah, the, we've discovered in speaking to these developers it was, you're so down on yourself, right? Like neither of us are technical, CJ and I, we have backgrounds in marketing and product management. Um, so we've worked with technical teams. We've worked with art teams, video teams, um, production teams, but we haven't, well, CJ has, but I guess now I'm speaking for myself, but I'm not. <laughs> I know for a fact you've done all, all those things. <laughs> I know, but and so you you get really down on yourself and you're like, well, I, I can't take this call with this person. I don't know what I'm talking about. But then you speak to these people outside of our EOSIO world, which is very small, but intelligent and like in the know. And then you realize, oh my God, no one effing knows what blockchain is still. Like, I can't believe this. Like, because we're all reading in, this, in our ESIO community all these articles about blockchain and watching like what the SEC is doing with blockchain. So you just kind of like assume that it's out there and it's just, it really isn't. <laughs> it's so strange. It's like, so the market share, the possible market share is just so huge and, and people just really need to be educated because no one knows. Like from, 
from investors that are in their 60s we've spoken to to people that are in college in their 20s and you think you speak to these whole just the whole spectrum of people and they might they might blockchain what's that oh bitcoin and stuff yeah for drugs right like you buy drugs it's just like there's so much to be done still <laughs> yeah and that's true and that's one of the reasons why we are so big on um, on creating useful, informative content that isn't that isn't written necessarily for it's it's not it's not written for the people that live and work in this space. It's written for the people that um, that need this space and don't know it yet. So um, so that's that's one of our goals. But um, but I think that always education is um, is lacking. I mean, I came into this space. She brought me into this space. Um, well, I think, I think it was like February of 2018 and you were like, we have to meet, I have to tell you about this. And, <laughs> and so we got together and, and I was like, I don't know about this. We're getting too but, leads, but I have to say it's because yeah. I had worked with CJ before at a startup and mm -hmm. she was brilliant. And so I knew I wanted to make blockchain, like I really bought it, drank the Dan Kool-Aid and I was mm -hmm. like, I'm going to help Dan Larimer. <laughs> like, uh <-huh. laughs> I was like a creepy fan. Uh -huh. And so then I was thinking about all the people I'd worked with in my past and I was like, who would get this? Cause it's really hard as you know, to get people to get it. And mm -hmm. especially such so early on in the adoption of this all. And I was like, I wrote down three names and CJ was one of them. I'm like, mm -hmm. meet me here at this coffee shop. And like, <laughs> it seems so weird, but she was totally like, yeah, let's meet. Yeah. I was like, okay. And, and it was actually really fascinating because I think one of the very first things that I did um, after I started like learning about it and researching was I built a slide deck and um so that I could understand it because I was like, what is all this? And, and I built a deck just so that I could go, what is, you know, like how, what is blockchain and how does this work? And um, because there wasn't anything really out there. And I, you know, I saw some videos on YouTube and different things that people made. And I was like, yeah, no, nobody is going to understand this. Like we, we need to break it down a little bit further. Um, I know people probably, I don't know, some people saw that, uh, I don't remember that, that loud screechy Brit British guy who lives in New York and does those uh, HBO news thing uh -huh. last week today or something like that. And he did something about uh, blockchain and EOS and he was, he was really, he was, I mean, he's, he's a comedian, so he's funny, but, um, but it was, it was like that, like, that's pretty much what everybody's like, what? I, everybody's talking about blockchain. Nobody knows what it is. And, um, and so from an education standpoint, that's been, that's been a, um, kind of one of those things that's like near and dear to our hearts is, is actually educating the masses. I can't tell my mom about it because I mean, I've tried. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like, the, that's, I, I, it's so funny getting in like, you know, you go see family or go to an event or something like, Oh, what are you up to? Uh, just doing like marketing stuff. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, just like I don't, I can't. We can't get into this. I don't know. Yeah, I need a, I need CJ's slide deck. I think. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely, it is. That's that's a really that is a really cool thought though, CJ. That 
the thought that we're so early that why why did, why should it be a niche? It's not like there's not this giant market share. Katie's talking about how no one knows about blockchain yet. I mean, it's a, the whole pie is still sitting there. So why just like aim for a sliver of it when there's just the ability to educate people about what blockchain itself is um, and bring just massive amounts of value to tell us. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think one of the things that I should say about that is that there's a lot of people who have, who have come to become, a, to be a part of Telos. Um, mm. And, and those people, they all come with ideas about things that they want to build on this network. And, and, and are we going to say no to, to a stable coin because we're not the financial chain? No, we're not because those people came here because they believe in what we are building and they want to be a part of this chain. And so, um, so if there's, if there's that and there's a real estate guy and there's, you know, a social media person, whatever it is, Telus is actually designed and built so that we can, so that we can do that. It has, it has, you know, not only the infrastructure of EOSIO, the software and the speed and, and the, you know, the ability to do 5,000 transactions per second and all of that. It also has um, some unique things like the trail voting system, which makes it really interesting. We have an election year coming up in the U.S. in, um, in another year. And um, like, how can we build this out? Blockchain voting, why can't that happen? I don't think it's going to happen by 2020, but, um, but the possibilities are kind of endless. We have, um, we have a decentralized storage solution that's going to be coming out um, soon, and it's kind of phenomenal. And for applications that need that, we have that. And, and I don't know if you've done any research on IPFS, but interplanetary foster. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it has limits and, um, and, and we're solving that on Telos. Nobody else has wow. that. So there's some really big things that we're doing that nobody else is doing. And, um, and together, all of those things Awesome. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. And that IPFS uh, solution for people who haven't heard about it, I think is, um, is proprietary to Telos. I don't think that's not like an open source code. That's something that's specific to Telos, the solution for how to basically streamline IPFS. So it's actually usable, which is, I mean, that's a huge, huge, um, just a piece of intellectual property that Telos has that is going to be a big leg up. You know, that's, that's, that is really cool. For so, sure. For uh, sure. I forget. I wish I could point someone to the podcast. It was one of the, you know, one of the past 10 podcasts somewhere in there. They're going to be talking <laughs> about IPFS and go into it. So, um, so maybe I'll put that in the show notes if someone wants to go find it, but uh, yeah. Was it Douglas? Oh, you know what? I'm sure it was. It was the Douglas Horn episode. Now it doesn't yeah. need to go in the show notes. Thank you. Save me some work. It was <laughs> definitely you. Douglas. Yeah, he was. He was <laughs> an absolute wealth of knowledge. What a what an interesting guy Douglas is. I uh, I knew a lot about him, and you know, met him back in during when EOS launched um, in San Francisco like a year and a half ago or whatever. But uh, I didn't know. I never like looked into his background or anything. But man, he's like a Renaissance man. He's got all kinds of stuff going on. So he's like such a cool person to have you know, at the Telos Foundation and as, yeah. as a resource. He's, yeah, really well, he doesn't wait, He's not on the Telos Foundation. He, oh, he's not? No, he's what not. is he? Um, in fact, he's, he's, um, he owns or is partner, his, him and his partners own Good Block. Good Block, okay, yeah. That's and, um, and Good Block 
is an infrastructure partner on Telus, a block producer, and they are also a developer, an application developer. So they're they're developing games, like really high end, cool games. That's and um, so yeah, and I would say I would add to that that Douglas is is a really nice guy. And, yeah, he's um, cool. I, I got I got to go up there uh, to Seattle uh, just a little over a year ago, um, and and met them in their in their office and um, got to go around and spend a couple days or a day maybe it was just one whole day um, up there with them and um, uh, that was when I was doing on the launch group and um, and I just I wanted to go go to Seattle I was visiting a friend and so I asked if I could come and I worked in their office for a day and um, and it was really just they're really neat people really good mm -hmm. people so um, can't say enough good things about them. Yeah, absolutely. So we've we've covered a lot of um, like the whole marketing plan, what you've been up to, kind of what's going on right now. Do you have any um, anything further into the future that you can that you can talk about, or any like longer roadmap, maybe a year or two year roadmap? Well, um, I I can't actually quite <laughs> okay. quite yet speak to that. So um, so there's. There's some new things that are going to be coming out in the next two or three months that are going to be very um, pivotal and from a direction standpoint. And when we when we get there, um, when we get to that point, it's sort of like we're, we are really trying to define some of the most important aspects of TELUS and where we're going. And when we get there, um, we'll be able to uh, build out a roadmap from from that from that perspective. Um, and it's all exciting. I mean, these are such early days, and it's um, it's very interesting. Um, you think I think that one of the things that is probably the biggest challenges with decentralized marketing is is the fact that you just can't move as fast, and um, and it's not something that I'm really accustomed to. So um, having been in centralized marketing for a long time, um, and working in um, a couple of different two or three different agencies that were really fast from that standpoint of like, oh, this is what you need. We'll go through this process. We'll do this. We'll do that. And then, you know, four weeks, new branding, new website. Like we were super agile and, and very, very quick. Um, we have like systems and processes in place that just you streamline everything. And we don't have that. Um, and that's, it's actually really hard to do. Um, and um, so there's there's like these times when we there'll be someone to be like, hey, can you write an article about yeah, blah, blah, blah. and we're like, yeah, sure, da, 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 da. we get it all done, and then and then it sits there. We're like, wow, you we we weren't like we thought it was going to be weeks before yeah. we got that. We're like, no, <laughs> ask and you shall receive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what do you what do you get what do y'all think about maybe ten years, fifteen years down the road? What blockchain? What Telos looks like? How it kind of affects the 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 world and the internet as we see it so you know i i have a lot of a lot of like future tripping imagination about different things but um but i i like the idea of people being able to to um actually own all the content that they create and um and not like not be worried about getting demonetized or, um, you know, if somebody likes what you're doing, they, they pay you for it. And um, I like, I like that from, you know, that kind of standpoint of, 
everybody owns what is theirs. And as, as opposed to corporations mining your content and selling it and using it um, to benefit themselves. And you never see, you never see that. I don't know. I guess, I guess everything I see like Facebook doesn't exist (laughs) anymore. And, um, and Twitter doesn't exist anymore. There's something completely new that is people come together, but also there's, there's a high level of security. So you're not worried about um, identity theft isn't, is, is gone because, because everybody has really tight control over their information. And, um, and right now we don't have any control of our information. Our information is everywhere. Um, and um, I, wrote, I wrote an article about decentralized storage and I was talking in there a little bit about how everything, like I've had, I've had my information stolen from, because I used a, a debit card at Home Depot and once at Albertsons, a, a grocery store. I've had mm-hmm. twice that happen to me. Oh. Uh, I've had, I've had uh, one time I, I was buying a house and they were like, you have an unpaid hospital bill in, um, in, uh, I was like, no, I don't. And they were like, no, you have a big hospital bill that you didn't pay in, um, out of Fresno. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, I've, I've never been to Fresno. Like, that's not possible. And yet there it was. And, um, and so I kind of dream of, of, of a world where that's not possible anymore. Uh, to build on top of that, CJ and I have the same dream. But 15 or 20 years from now, I just really hope these internet service providers are gone. Like, or they're just scaled down significantly. I know in the United States, um, there's always this big struggle between should these internet service providers be able basically to dictate who can be on the internet? Mm-hmm. And, and, and in what way and how and, and Google, you know, um, with their algorithms, who knows what their motivations are. I don't want to get into conspiracy theorist stuff, but it's like, we're all conspiracy you know, theorists here. <laughs> yeah, so just dictating, you know, what you see and when you see it. And, oh, I don't want to say too much, but if Talos succeeds in being a little part of decentralizing that so we're not relying on these ISP providers as heavily. If Telos is a part of ensuring that we can directly, we can peer to peer all day long where each of our computers is, is just the service provider. We don't need these large conglomerates in the same way. I think that's just, it's, it's going to help. It's coming at a time when we need it as a world. We're going one of two ways. It's either a way of just complete automation, people out of work, no one's getting paid for anything, or, or we can change that story and go a different way where we're just actually paying people what they deserve. I remember I listened to a podcast and it was so telling. You know, they tell us we don't have that much value to give anymore in this new economy, but the truth is, our phones are recording us talking on our phones and using the language that we speak for their AI machines to know, you know, to learn how to speak in a human way. But they're not paying us for that. They're just stealing that from us. And so I envision a world where it's like, no, no more freebies. You have to pay everyone. And if you don't, we're going somewhere where they're going to pay us and, and people are going to get paid and make a living just being human. So mm-hmm. that's kind of my, my vision as well. 
to build on that. I'm so excited for it. Yeah. That's so cool. I mean, you guys talked about peer to peer, better security, kind of like a free internet. And I I love the concept of us coming like the pendulum swinging back more to us being human and interacting as humans like this peer to peer is we've gone so far towards interacting with, you know, a million people. And then it's kind of all under one umbrella and everyone's semi, you know, no one has a, a voice anymore necessarily. It's, it is, um, you know, it's, it's Google. There's, there's, you know, five, five, <laughs> five websites on the internet and they're all reposting each other's content. You know, it's like, so yeah, we, we can go towards this peer to peer where we get to back towards human interaction. And the other thing that's so exciting about that is what you're talking about getting paid for the value you add. And as a creator or marketer, like uh, both of you have done, um, you know, that it's, there's so many ways that you create and add value that uh, there's not really a way to monetize because there's no, there's, there's no peer to peer peer interaction. Um, But as we keep doing that, as, uh, as this keeps evolving, then creators and people who are, um, you know, artists and things like that will have an avenue to explore their talent, kind of more people live in their passion. It's just, it's, it, there's a more human future if we, if we get it right. And so that, that is exciting build it on both what you guys said so that's really cool love it love it yeah well said that's the perfect ending i think (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly so where is the best place to find what you two are up to definitely check out telusnetwork.io um people should understand that the colors and the logo that's us that's our design we're not trying to rebrand telos um we we would we love being able to be included in the conversation about that about where Telus is going and what that's going to look like and and what kind of imagery. So it's really important. I think one I'll just little touch on this at the end. It's really important for for um, people to understand from a marketing standpoint when you are trying to um, get a message out. Everything that you do in marketing um, and branding needs to support that message. So, you know, if, if you are, are building something huge that has, you know, kind of infinite possibilities, you have to think about what that looks like and what sort of images support that and what sort of words and, and icons support that. And, um, and so, so, so I expect that as we work through this process, and I've done this multiple times, um, that, that, that what we'll see is something that's different than what we've seen already. And, um, and I think that the original logo and the imagery, even the colors were great because it was so organic and what we were building was so like grassroots and, and organic, but, um, and, and there's still an element of, but we are, we are, we are bigger than that and we are ready for something way more. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing what, what that is and how that comes into play. But, but our, our website, um, that's our kind of vision for how we see it um, and what TELUS is capable of and, and what the possibilities are. And, and, um, and there's, there's more. We will continue to contribute. And um, so if you want to see our um, worker proposal, um, you, can, you can get the links from the Squirrel Wallet. You can also find it on Chainspector. And, um, and if you want to see our past reports for our old worker proposal, you can go to romanandanders.com. Literally, Roman, the letter N, and then Anders.com. Yeah. 
Cool. Yeah. So we'll put that in the show notes. So you, if you're listening, you can go click through and check it out. Um, well, this was a wonderful show and I'm excited now because apparently there's some cool stuff coming that I don't know about and uh, the Telos podcast listeners don't know about it. So um, everyone just be excited and hold on for you know a few months and hopefully we'll have uh, CJ and Katie back on the show to re- for the big reveal, the big Telos podcast reveal show. So We'd love that. Yeah. Farewell, my Telos podcast friends. Farewell, Katie. Farewell, CJ. It was great talking to you guys today. Thank you. Thank you. The money is not the prime asset in life. Time is 